0: Welcome once again to the Family Prosperity Podcast. This is Michael Redden. And uh, today we're going to talk about another topic that affects your family and your money, and that is divorce. Now we talk a lot about uh, um, prosperity and, and transitions and how you protect your money and how you protect your family. But one of the things that people often neglect to think about is that failing at retirement Often will take both down because once the marriage breaks up, of course, that's going to put a little bit of strain on the finances. Uh, The family itself is going to have uh, two family units and a lot of the assets are going to be split up. Sometimes businesses can't survive and we all know that divorces and things can affect children. They can affect grandchildren. They can affect friends who gets what friend in the divorce, things like that. Well, back in the 1990s, the divorce rate for people aged 50 or older was one in 10, only 10%. You know, once you had that long term marriage and you got to that age, uh, people tended to not get divorced. I mean, since the 70s going forward, you know, we had pretty high increases in divorce rate. And in the 90s, it was still a little over one in two overall, but most people didn't make it to age 50 to retirement and not divorce if there were those fundamental issues with relationship and marriage as they go. Some people did. you know, Some people were holding out for uh, kids, grandkids, or some people were just um, staying together for other reasons, or maybe there was an imbalance in the money and someone felt like they didn't have enough money to leave, but that's really not the case anymore. It really isn't. Uh, you know, uh, women and men are uh, both taking on those other roles. Some men are staying home while women uh, go out into the workforce, vice versa. Women have a lot more buying power, have a lot more career opportunities. And those things that kept people together for long periods of time, they're just not there as much anymore. But with that in place, you would think now that today's over age 50 divorce rate would be lower, wouldn't you? Well, you'd be wrong. Now it's about one in four. That's 25% according to Boiling Green State University. It's still better, of course, than the overall divorce rate. It's still over 50%. But the divorce rate's more than doubled. And I think it's honestly going to get worse. And let me tell you why. One of the biggest things that causes an issue Once we get into retirement Once we start the transition Is that Now instead of getting up And going to work every day Now we're spending a lot more time together And While we were raising children Or while we were working and things like that Maybe we both worked, maybe we didn't But we're all used to doing kind of our own thing. And the moment that this transition happens and that retirement happens, we start to want to do more things together. It's kind of a necessity because we aren't going to work. We aren't going to that job. We're around each other more. We may have even thought about it and said, hey, you know, that's what I'm looking forward to the most in retirement. Get to spend time with my spouse now. You know, we were always so busy before doing all these things. Now we get to spend time together. But you know, that adjustment period is a little different. If you haven't really thought about it, then you're going to come home. You're not going to know what to do with yourself. Your spouse, who's used to doing their own thing as well, if they were going out to find a job, now they're going to go through some of the same things you did. But if you did have that stay-at-home spouse, they're used to being at home by themselves. They've got a routine. Their routine doesn't really change like yours. You don't have the office to go into. They're used to being there in the home or otherwise. And they've got that thing they're used to doing, whether it's hobbies, things around the home. Uh, things with their friends, and now you're there, and you really don't know what to do with yourself. You get into everything. You wake up, you come, you talk to them. You want to know what's going with their day. Maybe when you first retired, you thought, or transitioned out of the business, you thought, "Hey, I'm gonna, t- I'm gonna relax now." I'm going to catch up on my hobbies and those things that I always wanted to do. Take that perfect example, you know, where people say, you know, I'm going to retire. I'm going to go to the beach. Maybe you go to the beach. And you sit there and you drink umbrella drinks. And you know what? It's great. For a little while. If you really think about it, sitting on the beach, getting some sun, swimming, swimming, Drinking umbrella drinks. That's a big change from when you were going into the office. There were lots of things for you to do. There were changes in scenery. On the beach, there's not. I bet for most people, you would be bored out of your mind after two straight weeks of that. I would probably be bored after a couple days. It's not going to be like that vacation that you take down there. You You go down to Cancun and you go catch the sights and everything, right? You can't catch the sights every day of your life and not be bored. Not have it get old. So you might try that. But then when it gets old, you're going to look around for other things to do. And if you haven't really thought... Through what your next stage in your life's going to be. What you really want to do. If you haven't eased into that and followed the process. If you just look to sell and then one day like that. Tried to turn it off. That's not how it works. You're going to try to involve yourself more in your spouse's life than they're used to. And you're going to try to do it very quickly. And that's going to get old. That's going to get annoying. If there were any kind of arguments or any tough spots with you, it's going to exacerbate them. I mean, just imagine. If you, right now, every time you turned around, there was your spouse. Doing everything with you. Or just there. You're used to having that time that's alone, so independence time. Could create a little strain, couldn't it? Now imagine too that you're both going through those changes in your life. Maybe with the business of things there, you don't really know who you are. And because you don't really know who you are, neither of you knows each other as well as you should. We always talk about you know, working on the marriage and things like that. But in family businesses and for entrepreneurs, we don't do that as well as it unless it's deliberate. We just don't. And before retirement we should be doing this. Most of us aren't. After retirement we have then we haven't really done it either if we haven't done it before. You'll see a lot of uh, the self-help guys and the relationship folks out there talking about, you know, you need to go on that weekly or that uh, at the least bi-weekly date night thing and have that thing kind of go. We probably don't do that. We should. But if you don't plan for that, especially in retirement, I mean, think about that. There's a reason why that spike goes up. It's already bad enough for the entire population. But now it's going to more than double from 10% to 25%. That's very significant. If you think it's not going to happen to you, it might not. You know, three fourths are just fine. But that 25% of the population as a whole. For entrepreneurs, I'm not aware of any statistics that are kind of there that kind of go with them as much, but my gut tells me it'd be higher. My experience from working with home uh, with, uh, business owners, it's going to be higher. We are a different kind of people, entrepreneurs. We're different kinds of families than ones that run businesses. It is a much larger change for us to go into retirement than just your average employee. You know, they they went to work, then they went home, they didn't care their work with them. They didn't have that extra pressure. The company wasn't their identity. It wasn't their family's identity, it didn't loom large. They probably did go out and drink with the guys a lot. They probably did go and have girls' nights more than you would. You spent so much time at work in the business. For a lot of us, our children work in the business. It's that intertwined. Think about that. Some of our children start working in the business from the time they're 10, 11 in the summertime. Just, It's cute. They earn some money. They just get to learn a little bit of things, be, be with mom or dad. By the time they're teenagers, that's their first job sometimes, most times. That business was a huge part of everyone's life. It might at sometimes be the thing you have the most in common. And now when you're walking away from that, there, that's a different kind of hole there. Entrepreneurs, you know, we're driven people. We've got to have our why. We've got to have the things we want to do. We have goals and we achieve them. We accomplish things. We build things. What do you think retirement's going to be like for you? You know, there's a lot of things you probably got on your bucket list, a lot of things you want to do. But most of the time, when people fail at retirement, They end up back at work because they want to do that. They want to build something. They're used to seeing those accomplishments go. We don't do well with frivolity, with trivial things. That's what that beach is. It's relaxing after a while, but it's trivial. It's frivolous. We don't find our purpose in that. We don't find our purpose in a lot of our hobbies, depending on what they are. If it's fishing, There's only enough fishing you can do here, you know. Winter comes. Same thing for other kinds of sports. If you like knitting or if you like cards, it only goes so far. And we have so much to offer the world that we often want to go back out there. So what's the key to this? How do you fix this? How do you plan for it? Well, the first thing is, You can't view this as just a single isolated event. Even if you've got it on your calendar, this is the day I'm going to retire. I'm going to sell the business. I'm going to close, whatever. This is the day I'm out. If you're selling it to your family, you may have been driving towards that, but if there's a day you're out, you're out. If you're selling to someone else, maybe that's the day that your consulting part of the contract's over with. If it's an isolated event, one day you're a business owner, one day you're an executive, the next day you're on your own, then you're asking for trouble. You wouldn't put that lack of planning in your business. You wouldn't let your employees do that kind of work on a project. You wouldn't put up with that kind of service from your suppliers. So why are you doing it to yourself? Why are you doing it to your spouse? When you think about it, you know it might end up in a bad result. It's definitely going to be challenging. And it's not just your issue as the entrepreneur... Or the spouse, the rest of the family, the children, they're going to take over the business. Whether they're your children, they're your nephews, or otherwise. That transition should be a process for them too. It can be one day in, one day out. That gradual process of taking things over, that's how you manage those relationships properly. Take care of your employees But this episode isn't focusing on them, but I just want to mention that they have a part to play in this that's just as important. This episode's for the spouse and for the current owners. You need to start thinking about that years out, okay, because you could sit down today and you you could get serious and you could say, "What, what do I want my life to look like? What do I want to be? What do I want to be to my family? To be to my community? What are those things I always wanted to do? And get those bucket lists down. Those events in life, whether it's the vacation, the travel, the new car. But then the other part is, I've accomplished so much. I built a great business. I provided a great life for my family. Now, what am I going to do and provide next? You have all these experiences and all this wisdom from building your business that most people don't have. Are you going to give it back to the community? Are you going to give it to charity? Are you going to dedicate yourself to mentoring even younger people in your family to Help them find their entrepreneurial bug. Is there a side business, second career that you always wanted to try? I've got a, quite a few families I work with that, after they leave there, they've got a little bit more of that money there, and they do go on to have second businesses. A couple of them have went on to. Manage rental properties and take those skills to really invest in in real estate. Some do fix and flip housing. I've got one even that wants to develop. Take land and build it up. I think they would be great at it. But you got to plan for those things and really think about what it's going to take. And try it out. Don't just write these down. Say I'm going to do it. Say, this is who I'm going to be when I retire. And then go five years and just wake up one day. I'm retired now. Let's go do this. That's not how you built your business. That's not how any of your success has ever happened. Try it out a little bit. I don't care if that's go to a few real estate seminars, buy one house and kind of see how it goes. If you want to work in the community, do a little volunteering, get on the board of that one of those charities and try to help out a little bit. You've got to dip your toe in and test the same as anything before. Chances are, it took you a few times, a few tries to really get your business where you want it to be. If you were ever into marketing and sales, you knew it took a while to get that sales message that works well, find that marketing avenue that hits there. Nobody really had great success out of the gate. Everything was, even if you had some success, it wasn't great. Until you put those tweaks and things on it, until you pivoted, and since your marriage is at stake, your money's at stake, your family's at stake, your happiness is at stake, you might as well do that. And don't do it in a vacuum, because if what you really want to do is incompatible with what your spouse wants, then we're probably back to where we t- where we talked about where we started. Discuss how much you want to be involved in each other's next act the answer may be that your spouse only wants you to do that if they can do it a lot with you or they only want you to do that if you can still do these other things with them or maybe they're like yes you can do that but please I don't want to be a part of it talk those things out feel it out with that and it's good to be thinking that you know I'm going to spend a lot more time with the grandkids But don't neglect yourselves. The grandkids will grow as well. They'll change. They'll get older. You remember when your kids got so old that you couldn't give them a hug anymore in public? Grandkids will get there too quicker than you think. The most important relationship you have in life is with your spouse. They're the only ones that are going to be with you forever for the rest of it. When every other person in your life grows, they grow away from you. You want your children to grow and be, grow up and be independent and have that success. Take the business, make it go to the next level, make it go as far as they can. It's great. You're very proud of them when you watch them grow into their own. Your spouse, though, when you guys grow, you grow closer. Think about any kind of good growth. Anything good in that relationship when you're growing as a person, growing as a couple, you're growing together. If you start to grow apart, is that really a shared experience? Is that good growth? So keep that in mind. And I want you to really think about these things. This is another one of those things I was telling you, and you know, this is a process. And it really should start when your business hits that. Scale level. Anytime your business or wealth is so big that you know you just feel like you can't hold it and manage it by yourself. that There's no more growth possible if it's all just on you. You hit that well before retirement. That's the time to be thinking about this and talking about this because that's the time where you need the support of other people. The support of your family, the support of uh, your advisors to grow that, then they grow your business. That's when your business needs it. Your marriage and your family needs it the most when you're looking to the, that retirement and that transition. Look for their support. Talk it over. Make it a process. Because even if you talk to your wife and or your husband and they say, Yeah, sure, that's that's great. I'd love to do that with you. Or I only want a little bit of that. and And we've had that discussion. You need to take that five or seven years while you're thinking about retirement. You're working towards it to test that together and adapt. Because you have to be happy for your family to be happy. And for your money to be safe. And to help you and those next generations. So I just wanted to talk about those statistics because I read that again. And I was like, you know, I knew it was bad. Didn't know it was that bad. It more than doubles. And that's why when I'm talking to folks a lot of times, they they always want to talk about the money, of course, at first. Sometimes they want to talk about the family, but there'll be the money. The family will be next. And then when I want to talk about them and the non-money side and the retirement side, they're shocked. and, And so many people have heard the term failing at retirement, but never really thought about what that means. And... Until you are well into retirement age, you may not even know people who have done that, but I meet them every day who say they have failed at retirement in one way or another. And that's one of those things that'll break up your family and break up your wealth. So start thinking about it and talking about it. If you're getting towards this part of your life, really examine where you want to go next, plan that act out in detail, and then try it out a little bit. It's the only way you're going to know if you got it right. Try it out for you and your family. If you've got any questions or anything like that, we'd love to answer them. Maybe another podcast episode. Just reach out to us at Family Prosperity Partners, and uh, we'll start a conversation. And, you know, we'll learn something. You'll learn something, and maybe so will the rest of the listeners. But that's it for this episode. I'll talk to you guys again next time.